Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you go for your podcast needs. In today's episode, I'm joined by Martin Shermer, President of Enterprise Service Management at IFS, and we're going to be talking about the critical role of ESM in unlocking seamless employee experience. Martin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, pleasure to uh, have you on today, Martin. Um, Could you just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do at IFS? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I am the the president of one of the business units at IFS. IFS holistically is a, a, um, you know, technology company in the uh, software space. And um, around a year and a half ago now, we acquired a, IT service management, enterprise service management company, which is uh, has a product called Assist, and I head up that um, organization as a separate business unit or entity within the broader IFS company. Lovely. Okay. Um, so we're here to talk today about, you know, uh, EX. I want to ask you, first of all, Martin, why has it become, you know, a top priority for employees uh, in, in, in recent years? So based on, you know, post-pandemic, what we've seen is that the current job landscape is exceptionally tumultuous. So meaning that engaging and retaining talent is absolutely critical and is a top priority from a from an employer perspective, right? And and you would have seen in in, in the news and the press and, and various articles that that you know people are speaking about the great resignation and, and quiet quitting. Um, you know, and effectively um, what it means is that all of the impacts from COVID, from the cost of living, and all of the macroeconomics that I previously mentioned is that it really put people into a place that they either, you know, wanted to supplement their income in, in top of a furlough scheme, for example, um, or actually just like the work-life balance that they were forced into, um, you know, in the COVID era, that a lot of people either looked elsewhere and thought about what they wanted to do or actually, you know, really went out and, 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 and drove that entrepreneurial spirit that was maybe within them that they hadn't really driven previously, which, which, mean, which means that the war on talent is, you know, ever increasing and becoming really, really tough and, and, and really perpetuated in some industries like healthcare and, and in the, the service industry, software industry and others. But it's a, it's a widespread scenario, meaning that, you know, with, within that landscape, right, retaining talent and fundamentally, most importantly, keeping employees engaged and positive engaged has never been more important than, than, than before. And, and really what we're saying is that that's a top priority as a business. And one of the things you can do is to make sure that the employee experience that they have and what is employee experience, it's really pretty much um, everything the employee experiences at work and as we said, work is digitally connected or remote by and large. So it's really from what they do, how they interact with the employer and how they feel about those interactions. And the feeling part is important because that would drive your level of engagement and, and you know, happiness in respect of that engagement. 
meaning that that dubbing down and delivering a good employee experience is absolutely critical, right? That means that we need to make sure we shift the priorities, give the workforce the flexibility that they need to work from home, any device, as I said, and align them to really focus on the tasks that drive real value. I mean, I was one of those people where we use Teams. I've interviewed employees on Teams. I've never met them. I've hired them. And then post-hiring, of course, that whole experience of onboarding uh, with the organization, digitally connected, you know, um, you know, it's not a face-to-face experience potentially, so on and so forth. So that entire landscape has changed, meaning it's absolutely critical to, as I say, deliver that employee experience that makes the employee feel engaged and makes them feel part and parcel of the culture of the organization. It's the really the world that we live in now. Mm, yeah, well said. I mean, uh, and you've you know t- touched on quite a few points on you know what is uh, a good EX and why companies need it. But you know what what is the the cost of having a bad uh, employer experience, and how can companies work to overcome this? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, the cost, the, the first and the biggest cost is, of course, you don't retain the talent. As I said, talent is 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 uh, tough to come by, um, and then you know. If you look at the stats in the first three months, it's pretty much when employee, you know, feels like they have made a good decision from the experience they're gaining with the employer. And, and you know, if they're not, and of course, if there's a war on talent and lots of opportunities, you all of the costs of onboarding and, and bringing the person on board, potentially paying paying an organization that helped you hire the, the person is lost. So that's a big cost, right? Um, you know, the, the, the other cost is that, if you look at some of the research, for example, it says that, you know, one in four workers rated the employee experience as excellent, with over 40% of employees saying they're really spending a significant proportion of their time carrying out mundane and manual tasks. So the next cost is if the experience is weak and, 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 and really you're spending your time on mundane tasks, clearly that is a massive in-product, uh, sorry, impact on productivity and the efficiency and effectiveness within the organization. And clearly that's going to hit the bottom line, right? So, so it's really puts a lot of pressure then on companies to create a really successful hybrid working environment, right? And, you know, and, and that's pretty much now, the, as I said, the, the status quo post-pandemic, right? And, and, you know, that means to be able to not make a bad EX and therefore making it costly, you have to drive engagement. And an engagement always starts with the employee experience, the EX that you currently have and delivering, right? Um, that's going to motivate the employee to be part and parcel and, and do what they need to do on a daily basis. So, you know, that smoother interaction at the workplace, using the right technology, that I suppose is intuitive, is agile, and focuses you on the value-adding tasks from a day-to-day basis is absolutely critical to avoid those key costs that I just spoke about, being productivity and potentially losing the talent you've just hired. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and you know, t- tell us a little bit about what enterprise service management is and the kind of role that it plays in this. Yeah, so I mean, enterprise service management is pretty much an extension of um, IT service management. In a nutshell, IT service management is the the solution or product that underpins everything to do with IT from managing the governance, which is called the ITIL processes um, of IT, to managing the IT assets, to allowing people to, to put in tickets, so on and so forth. 
um, is in the end what we call IT service management. And the crux of part of the solution is um, what we call a codeless workflow engine. And the extension of that codeless workflow engine is taking it and, and allowing that to, to pretty much do enterprise use cases. In other words, what it does is enterprise service management, it, it, it streamlines routine or often mundane tasks for all departments in an organization, right? And, and fundamentally gives employee the tools to improve service requests and manual business processes anytime and anywhere on any device. So in other words, what, what the Codeless Workflow tool does is pretty much take a business process and extend that business process to ensure that it's one, more value adding, two, that it's automated, three, that it's much easier to engage with and interact with, and therefore, to make sure it's much more productive. So, you know, if you think of it in a practical perspective, it allows, for example, HR teams to really effectively handle and automate internal processes. So things like onboarding, training, staffing. However, you can extend that enterprise-wide to finance teams, to the procurement team, to, um, for example, the facilities team, so on and so forth. So any business process can be impacted by what we call enterprise service management. And fundamentally, if you think of it, it's streamlining processes, it is automating processes, and it is helping with the agile, intuitive engagement of their business process. Got it. Got it. So can you tell us a little bit then about IFS's, you know, assists uh, ESM solution and the kind of value that you're uh, providing to this uh, kind of part of the market? Yeah, no, absolutely. So the, the, the assist ESM platform, right? So pretty much what it does, it allows organizations to adopt and deploy the workflow technology, the codeless workflow technology broadly within their business, right? So it brings the benefits of IT service management to every department within the organization. So it includes IT, um, HR, finance, facilities. And I think what's important is we then start talking not just about employee experience, which was our first conversation, but the, the total experience within the company. So for want of a better word, what it does is it, it addresses the entire sort of total experience challenge, right? And what it allows is it allows the organization to provide that seamless experience across all digital touch points within the company, meaning that it enables everyone to do their better work regardless of their location. But on top of that, it also allows, for example, customer service management. So if I'm a customer and I'm engaging with the organization, I get the same look and feel, same engagement, same seamless experience, you know, to be able to engage with the, the organization I'm engaging with. And of course, if I have a service request as a customer, my the, the product I bought, something is faulty, I can log a ticket and that gets automatically routed and, and, and organized and fixed. And, and generally that's done through a chatbot and, and it can be done omni-channel, so on and so forth. Um, and, and for example, it means that all of the people we deal with from a, say, vendor perspective, same story, come in, same experience, same process, um, and same capabilities. So what it means is that um, overall, the engagement with the organization, of course, benefits the ecosystem that they deal with. Therefore, that inherently has a lot of value. It means the organization operates in a seamless fashion, meaning it affects the bottom line. 
And I think what's important is that that is delivered as one platform and it's delivered in what, what we call the, most probably the quickest time to value that we've seen in the industry today. Because what underpins all of this is simplicity and we and we absolutely focused on simplicity. And it's simplicity, simplicity in the technology, in the, the usage of the tool and the engagement, it's intuitive, it's simplicity of um, looking after the tool and upgrading it, rolling it out, so on and so forth. And in fact, what we've also done is to bring even more value to companies. What we've seen in the industry is a lot of the vendors have these complex business models um, in respect of users and modules. And, and, you know, what we've done within Assist, we've taken that all away because we want organizations to really use our product, not just for IT, but enterprise-wide. So what we've done is we've included a, a universal pricing and pricing, sorry, and licensing model to make sure that that you know when you buy the product, we, we call it t-shirt size pricing. There's a price you're, you're based on the number of employees. You can use the entire solution up to those number of employees in the organization and you never have to worry about cost again. So you know that in, in the industry and market has not been seen before. Um, and we're very focused on making sure that not only are we the lowest TCO, but the quickest time to value. So we have prepackaged tools, prepackaged delivery, so on and so forth. And ultimately, a lot of our customers see the benefits of this and, of course, are then looking at the legacy providers and switching to IFS Assist. Excellent. And yeah, I think I think that's a really good you know philosophy to have in terms of really prioritizing that simplicity and you know getting as many companies to really like understand the the problems that they can solve with this um martin thank you so much for joining us today it was really great to get your insights yeah pleasure thank you uh, appreciate it and thanks for having me on the show yeah no worries and, and thank you to everyone for listening as well we hope you took a lot away from today's podcast but for further information on what we chatted about please head on over to assist.ifs.com that's assist with a y We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. But until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com. Hold up. 